Welcome to my podcast, Doing Business with a Servant's Heart. I'm so excited you are here. You will hear some incredible stories about how people are serving around the world, how they overcame a struggle, how they serve. These shows will give you an edge in business and your personal life. I believe serving over sales will help you grow in so many ways. And now, about our incredible sponsor, Info. Info is a web app that puts your business on people's cell phones when you meet people online or in person. They can engage with your business or send out referrals with a button click 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The power of business is connecting with more people. Remember, your network is your net worth. Infel will do this for you. I would love to help spread the word about these shows, so please subscribe to this podcast and find us on all your podcast platforms. Please share with anyone you know who could benefit from our shows. Please enjoy the show. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Doing Business with a Servant's Heart. And I have a true health servant here. As you know, I used to run health clubs, so I'm really passionate about what Evan does in the health and wellness industry and the mental industry. Evan, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. I'm really grateful for you having me on this podcast, Steve. Well, we're, we're excited, my whole team here, which is just me, but I'm a big team. Let's start from the beginning. You know, why, what brought you to today? What, what was your background like? Well, we started at the beginning. Like, why am I doing what I do? I was my first client. My nickname when I was a kid was Heavy Evie. And I had to look in the mirror and I had to swallow that bitter pill and go, if no one's going to do this for me, I had to do it. And I learned how to change my habits. And that is what really kind of sparked me into this field. So I, I wanted to understand why do people do what they do? Yeah. And, you know, there I, I watched lots of family members and friends be on this roller coaster riot of on and off dieting. So I decided to go to school for nutrition. I got my master's in clinical nutrition and I became a, um, a registered dietitian. And then I really, because I had worked on myself, I was a personal trainer and I also wanted to understand the wellness field. So I wanted to understand not just about nutrition, but what, what it does in the critical state. So I worked in a hospital what it does in the chronic state. So I became a diabetes educator. I did my master's thesis in cardiac rehab. And then I wanted to know, well, what about wellness? You know, so we do plenty of sickness in the United States, but what about wellness? So I had my office in a health club. So that is really my why has always been trying to figure out, I'm like the why, uh, the Simon Sinek of nutrition. Why do people do what they do when it comes to eating? Right, right. <laughs> Excuse me. You said something earlier, uh, Heavy Eddie, what they call you? Yeah, Heavy Evie. That's just not happening in school. It's happening in the workplace too as well, right? Well, this happened when I was a teenager. So, yeah. uh, But then I wear it as a badge of honor now. Sure. But um, back then, every day I would walk into homeroom and Dan McCarthy would say, here's Heavy Evie. And it, it really, that bullying Back then, nobody really did anything about it, but it really tore on my heartstrings of, right. you know, when you're a kid, having no muscle and being overweight and heavy, that was a challenge. So it spurred me to, to take control, to take charge. And, and part of it is now when I get clients that come to me, it, it's 
I, I can see through their eyes when they're challenged, if they've never been able to, to live a life where they felt comfortable in their own body. And this happening to adults too. Oh, adults in the workplace, right? And that's this what you're to it. This to me, I'm dealing with really mindset. So whether mm-hmm. it has to do with weight loss, but to me, it's about living a life. If you're living your life and you're using food as a coping mechanism, you're constantly going to be stressed and anxious and and having challenges when it comes to anything that you do. Food is an immediate gratifier. That's why everybody uses it. And it's cheap, it's available, and it feels good when you eat that Dorito or that piece of cheesecake or that ice cream. Um, This is what happens. And people don't understand that it's that inner critic that you have in your head that we need to quiet and we need to kind of find a way to get you to start talking with your best friend, have a little less, um, uh, a little more grace and a little less what I would, I would call that sabotaging. You're sabotaging yourself every time you listen to that inner critic. And that's why I focus on weight loss. But when I work in the, in the business world, I work with business leaders who are struggling on the ladder to success because they've left their health behind. They struggle with their energy level. They're struggling. They don't have the energy they had 20 years ago and they're popping the, they're drinking the coffee and, (laughs) and, and, you know, just popping whatever to try and keep their energy level going and it doesn't work. It's not sustainable or their stress and anxiety levels through the roof. They just can't get out of what I call that primal state or worse. They're afraid to go to the doctor because of the report card they're going to get. That report card means, you know, diabetes, heart disease, cancer. But I believe all of those diseases are not strictly diseases of metabolism. I believe they're diseases of the neural pathways in our brain. And then if we can change the way you think, you think differently, you can find wellness. You can be healthy. You can live the life you've always dreamed of. And that's really what my passion is about. Well, it's interesting you say that about neural, because I, 2011, I got skin cancer, wasn't serious, but the doctor asked me, so you have stress? And I had a lot of stress at the time. And every time it's popped up, it's it, it's in the head. So I love what you're doing. I really love what you're doing. I've known Evan almost close to a year now. Uh, we network together. And you. it's interesting what you're saying about the health and, and, and the mind. So what I'm hearing from you is you can, from a business standpoint, increase a company by making that, for example, CEO that's not really healthy, you work with them for a certain period of time, they become healthier. Can I say that company is going to grow? Absolutely. Because, wow. you know, I, well, think about it from this perspective. If you've got a scarcity mentality, mm-hmm. you're thinking that there's only so much to go around, right? And if I can create an abundance mentality, it's like everyone can win. So a CEO who now changes their mindset, where we're quieting that inner critic, wasting, how much time do you waste listening to that inner critic whispering a lie in your ear, right? Ruminating on it. We we spend up to 70% of our time listening to negativity that's all up here. If we can turn that negativity down to 25%, we can Mm. shrink that saboteur, that inner critic from six feet tall to six inches tall. Just imagine how much more productive you could be. Think about how much more collaborative you could be. 
Think about how much less fear you'll have. That's what I, I just gave a, uh, a leadership workshop at 3M for a leadership team that flew in from all over the world. And the title was how to take charge of change when change, so that change doesn't take charge of you. And it was really about taking this team who was going through a tremendous amount of change, who was in this primal state of fear and uncertainty and turning it around and reframing it into this could be the best opportunity a year from now. That's what I asked him. I said, a year from now, if you could take this opportunity, come back, we're all going to come back. Let's pretend we're back in this meeting a year from now. And let's pretend that what just happened was the best thing that ever happened at this company. What are you going to share with me? And they shared with me things like everybody collaborated, that there was strong lines of communication, that everybody learned from their mistakes, and everybody had the confidence to lean into the change. It was an amazing opportunity to help a company, as and it was done the whole company, it was just a leadership team in the company, to see things very differently in literally a day to transform their mindset. Yeah. Anybody can do this. Well, let's put a challenge out to the listeners. Listeners, I want you to reach out to Evan if you have a company and you need help with the mental aspect and, and the health aspect of you and your employees. How can they reach out to you, Evan? How what well, you preferred? I have many different ways. They can call me on my cell phone. They can reach out through my website. They can reach out through my landing page. So I'm at Pro Attitudes is the name of my business. It's P-R-O Attitudes, A-T-T-I-T-U-D-E-S dot com. And if you want to go to my, my, my links, it's just forward slash follow. And that way you'll find everything there. Or you can call me on my cell phone at 516-639-3605. You're having this challenge, reach out to him. That's what I'm here for. And you could tell why I wanted him on the show. He's serving in a high capacity. One thought that came to me, Evan, as you're talking is, let's take a father of the household. That's the moneymaker. How can you help him? Well, whether you're um, a business owner or you're in your family and you're the leader of your family, part of the challenge is understanding that everything that you do in your life is there's a role that you have. You're a role as a father or a, if if you're a mother, if you have um, you're a brother, you're you have a job, you have a role in your job. You are not your role. Hmm. Your role and your identity are two different things. But it's really important that if you focus and understand the separation of taking care of yourself first, then you can take care of everybody else. A lot of people use the analogy of putting on the air mask on an airplane. I use a different analogy. I love nature and I also love the human body for giving us lessons. The heart pumps blood to every part of the body. What do you think it pumps blood to first? What do you think it considers the most important organ in the body? Lungs. The great, that's a great answer. It does pump blood to the lungs, but the actual first artery off the aorta after it comes back from the lungs, because that's how it gets oxygenated, yep. is the, the coronary artery. It pumps blood to itself. And when it doesn't, when that coronary artery gets clogged, what is it called? 
heart, heart attack. attack. Yeah. And and the number one killer in the United States is heart disease. 660,000 or more people die from heart disease every year. Do you know what the number one symptom is for the half of those people that die every year? Wait, sudden, wait. Sudden death. Oh my God. So if you don't take care of yourself, how are you going to take care of the rest of your family? How are you going to take care of the rest of your company? It's a paradigm. It's that shift. I reframe for people. Then I teach them that they can have it all. I believe in the abundance mentality, but how? It's about being more productive, being more effective. Seven habits of highly effective people, that changed my life, Stephen R. Covey. And that's just one of the pieces of, or the basic principles that I use with my program. But I developed a way called the B3 way to wellness. The B3 way is become, be strong, be grateful. And using that process of becoming, which is the transformation of saying, hey, I've got to do things differently. I cannot see the same results over and over again. If I keep doing the same thing over and over again, I'm going to get the same results. I want different results. You got to change. Yep. That's number one. That's the transformation that occurs. You have to give up something and, and change. Number two, the be strong. That's growth mindset. That's That's taking the grit, the slog of it, and not depending on motivation. I bypass mm. motivation. We focus on commitment. When your commitment is connected to your why, your commitment is always greater than your compulsions. And then the last part, gratitude changes everything. When you're focused on gratitude, you're in the precious present. You're not worrying about the future. You're not fearful or regretful of the past. And it's about habits. How do we reprogram the neural pathways? We start with one choice, one habit at a time. That's... I've known you for a while. We're getting into the deep woods about what you do, but you simplify all this because from the outward, you're going, wow, that's a lot, but you really simplify this for your clients so they can walk through these steps, right? Well, absolutely. I mean, think about the old model of dieting, being hungry all the time. You know, if we're taking and we're changing your, your habits and we're focused on your health, the one thing that affects you more than anything, as a matter of fact, like Eating has surpassed smoking as the number one causation for um, heart disease. Dieting and being hungry all the time, focusing on counting, weighing, and measuring, feeling deprived, and constantly thinking about food, that's fighting with your brain. You're fighting the way you think, you're struggling with choices, and you're always feeling guilty and feeling shameful. That new model that I work on is building a new relationship with yourself creating mm -hmm. new habits that are easy. It has to be easy. And you have to make these changes. You have to make them every day consistently, but they have to be easy. And if you do them day in, day out, you create new neural pathways. And then what happens is ordinary changes done consistently day in, day out lead to extraordinary changes. I love that phrase. It's so true. Let's take, let's walk through the journey Pretend I'm a client of yours. Let's, how's that start with you? So I become a client. How do we start this all coaching program? This great thing that you do, the three B's. I love it. So this is how it works. We take a deep dive. That deep dive is into your lifestyle challenges. I have a lifestyle challenge quiz. 
And it, it looks at a hundred pain points in six key areas of your life so that I can take the overwhelm of your life and pinpoint three to five challenges. It does that. I designed it personally. I, you know, it's evidence-based and it really works well so that I can find out what have you been struggling with? And then we build new habits that lead to the life that you always wanted. And we celebrate along the way. All your milestones, as you reach those milestones, you need to celebrate because change has to feel good. If it doesn't feel good, you're you going to go back, back to your old habits. Yeah. Yeah. That, I love this. And I love the celebration part. I've never heard that from a coaching program. I'm sure people do it, but I love that you do that because you, you, you go with them in the celebration. You celebrate with them. So now it's a win for you. It's a win for them. Everything works. And, and from what I'm hearing from you is you're customizing this to each individual person because oh, we're all yes. different. Every That's person, important. every person is unique, every, yeah. but there are basic principles. Those basic principles exist for everybody, but I customize it based on my years of experience working in nutrition, working in health and fitness, working in wellness, being a diabetes educator. If people have prediabetes, 51% of Americans are either pre-diabetic or have diabetes. Half of them that have diabetes don't even know it. So I'm dealing with a huge part of the population, but yes, it's customized to that person. That's very important. And that's good because we're not cookie cutters. We mm -hmm. don't put this in the oven and cook us. Tell me, I know you have some audience loves to hear stories. Tell me a great story of a client that you helped how would make you feel and how to make them feel and what did you do to help them? Okay. So I have a great example. I'm working with a CPA. Mm -hmm. It's tax season. Okay. So, um, but I started with her over two years ago. She came to me originally. She wanted to lose some weight. She didn't tell me she had uncontrolled diabetes. Her oh, blood wow. sugars were literally in the 400s, which means her A1C, if anybody knows, A1C is was 14, over 14, 14.1. So we got to work. We got her blood sugars down to normal. Her A1Cs are now down below six. But not only did she get in the dress that she dreamed of wearing for her daughter's wedding, now her second daughter just uh, got engaged. And now she sees the ceilings broken. And she's like, I'm going all the way. She just hit new milestones about two weeks ago. She's the lightest she's been in her adult life. And her blood sugars are so well controlled that her doctor had to lower her medication and get her off other medication. Um, and she's losing two pounds a week and loving it. And she's never been happier, has an incredible relationship with her husband now. And she is living the life she's always dreamed of and just has an incredible relationship with food. It's very, very rewarding working with people because it's not about going on a diet. It's about mm -hmm. having them find their path to where they're living with what I call mojo. More, there are more moments of spontaneous joy and they're appreciating life. Instead of like saying, I'm gonna get to that destination. It's like, hey, I'm enjoying the ride because we're all in the car driving toward the edge of the cliff. All of us, we're in a car, cliff is coming. Some of us are hundred feet from the cliff. Some of us are a mile. My yeah. job is to get your foot off the gas and enjoy the ride. Slow it down. Love that. That is definitely, oh, wow. That, that's so that's so profound. It's getting me excited. Because in the health club, people always, it's easy to work out. So people work out more. 
and you've probably seen this and I've seen a lot of it, you know, two hour workouts and they're still the same way or they're putting weight on. Nutrition is so important, right? It's funny you should mention that because I remember I was talking to somebody earlier today about this because he had sent, we were networking age seven and um, we had similar paths where we worked as person. He worked at Equinox. He was um, a personal trainer and he worked in, in corporate. Well, when you sit in a health club, you work in a health club. I had an office and I could see everybody working out on the gym floor. There were people that would go on the bike, on the treadmill, on the elliptical for an hour, hour and a half. They'd come off dripping and they would look the same a year. I was there for 12 years. A year later, the same. And it's kind of like, you know, you why are you working so hard when you're not seeing the results? They still had the love handles. They still were overweight. They still didn't have the shape they wanted. And when I finally was able to reach those people, and a lot of times I did it through what I call the big fat loser. It was a, a, a it was a, a contest that I had where I donated the proceeds to um, a local charity and everyone came in and we did it based on body fat loss. And everybody started to learn that it wasn't about the exercise. It was about creating a calorie deficit and it was about being effective in what they were doing. It made a huge difference. And, and a lot of people, then I started to see all these people seeing the changes. Uh, it, it is um, a great place to be where if nutrition is what you want to do in a health club, it was a great experience. I'm glad you said that because that's what I learned as well. And I learned personally, it's, I, I do know every time you could work your butt off, but if your nutrition's not your diet, but your your mindset with nutrition is not correct, it, you're absolutely right. It, it's you a win every time. You can't out-exercise a poor diet. Uh, I'll hey, leave it at that. Listeners, there's a lot of quotes coming out here. Come back and listen to this again because I'm <laughs> loving it. Let's jump into your book. we got a few minutes left here. Let's talk about your book. Why did you write it? What is the book? So I wrote The Habits of Healthy Eating because a lot of my clients wanted to be able to share what I did. And some people just didn't want to come. Plus, I wanted a tool to reach more people. So honestly, this was a, um, a passion project of mine from over 30 years ago. But I just recently launched it last August. And the idea is to help people understand it's not about dieting, it's about habits. And, and in this book, there are the tools that you need to really get started and get changed on, on understanding it's not about you know depriving yourself. I, I'll work with simple tools like saying, okay, we're gonna focus on color this week. How many colorful foods can you, how many different colorful foods can you eat in a week? How can you eat two different new foods every week? Most diets are deprivation, deprivation, right? But if you're focusing on what you can add, changes things. People get so stuck in doing the same thing over and over again. They do what they did yesterday, the day before, they imitate. Well, if you did a, a, a copy of something, you took a, a piece of paper and you Xeroxed it, and then you Xeroxed it again, and you Xeroxed it again, what happens to it? You lose, yeah. it, it loses its true meaning. You Eventually, you can't even read it. Remember, you know, we used to do that all the time, right? In the health club when we needed things, we'd, and then we go, ah, oh, we need the original. <laughs> well, it's the same thing in our brains. Our brains keep mindlessly doing things over and over again. And if it's a habit that's not effective, 
you, it's, it's automatic and it's not serving you. So part of what I do is I help people be more intentional. That intention changes everything. And then it's a matter of finding the right mix of habits, just like a recipe. You don't give up if you're cooking a recipe and it doesn't taste the way you want it to. You find a way to tweak it until yep. that recipe works. Well, Evan, you just sold one book because I'm buying it. I love <laughs> what you're doing. So audience, go out there, buy this book. It's not going to be expensive. Can you imagine? No, it's not. You know, let's say, how much is the book? I don't it's like to talk. It's for- And I have another book that I use with my clients. This is for my, just to understand that we focus on habits. It's called the commitment log. And this is what I use with my clients. But anybody can use this. It's just, it's about understanding how to make a commitment and keep it. Make and here it's exactly weekly commitments, how to celebrate, how to ask response, uh, how to ask uh, support and cooperation. And what are the opportunities? The little things that make a big difference. You'll uh, put up the book again one more time. Audience, I want you, if you're interested, the habits of healthy eating, look at that. It's a beautiful cover. We'll have the information in the show notes, um, the Amazon link, and any way you want to buy it. Uh, like I said, I'm going to buy it when we get off this show today because information about nutrition is so important. It could be a game changer for your life, as I've dealt with and I've seen others. Um, we're running out of time. So uh, somebody's talking to me. I don't know who that is, but uh, we're running out of time here. I want to thank you, Evan. I've known you for a while. I know you much better today. I can't wait to share what you're doing with others, but I love to leave the audience and our listeners with a great tip. I know you probably have something that's got you where you are today. What is that tip that you'd love to leave with them? Well, I want people to realize that they want to create permanent solutions. It does require a healthy relationship in all aspects of their life. I call it making deposits in things other than their bank account, in their physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual bank accounts. And that is really what will lead to a life of more joy, more success, and more meaning. And that's really the secret to my program. 